Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. As always, I'm Lynn Wilder. And I haven't changed. I'm still Michael. (laughs) This is part four with Lily. Oh my goodness, what an amazing story. Lily um, almost joined the LDS Church, found these wonderful missionaries, and then Christians began to tell her that it might not be a good place to go. And she's got this side and that side telling her things. And yet Lily was mature enough to know that she had to go to God for the answer to these things, that only God could tell her how to go forward with her life and how to have a relationship with him. So at the end of the last time, she had said she had finally made a decision Partly after she watched Micah's 17-minute testimony video that's out there, it's called Ex-Mormon Incredible Testimony. You can find it on, on YouTube. Tell us how that impacted you and, and what decisions you made and then how that changed your life. So it's just amazing hearing this testimony at, at this time where I'm just, I'm, you know, at the end of my road, I... I'm empty. I have nothing to give, but, you know, my willingness to God and my ear to listen to what he has to say. And so um, the testimony came at the perfect time when I desperately needed it. And um, in this testimony, Micah gives a great, you know, just simple gospel. (laughs) You know, he explains it so well. And um, just through his experience, by working, trying to work to earn God's love, to earn his forgiveness and favor. And and yet uh, coming to realize that God has already given us this gift and we it's, it's there, it's offered and to be accepted by faith in Christ. He's there and he's willing to offer this forgiveness, this grace to us if we just accept him through faith. And so that's where I came to know this God of grace, this God of love, because for so long in my life, I hadn't felt that love of God and I desperately wanted that. And so these missionaries that I was talking to, they they seemed to have that love for God that I wanted in a relationship, you know, but mm-hmm. they were pursuing it through their works and they were trying to um, appear worthy and be worthy of God and his love and his grace. But it is, you know, it's, perfectly clear in God's word that we can never be worthy and we can never be deserving or earn, do anything to earn this grace that he's given us. Um, In Titus 3, 5, he says, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. And so like, that's just, I mean, that's just proof right there that, you know, it's not anything that we can do or have done. We can never earn anything from God, any salvation from God or grace, if we're not seeking him through faith in Christ, if we're not going through Christ, we can't be worthy of him. (laughs) So you had this aha moment. Some Christians say you have to know when your birth date was, right? And some Christians say, no, when I came to Jesus, it was a process over time. Was there a moment where things changed? Yes, I would say it was the um, 
it was the night of what was supposed to be my baptism into the Mormon church was where everything just clicked and God revealed this truth to me that, you know, it is through Christ's work on the cross alone that I can be in right standing with God, that I could, you know, be with him in heaven and um, to have that assurance of my salvation that comes through Christ alone and that I didn't have to join a church. I didn't have to do any um, prerequisites that, you know, guaranteed me uh, right standing with God, but that I could know right then and there through faith in Christ that I was in right standing with God and mm. that um, I could be worthy through my faith in him. The righteous shall live by faith. And um, that's what God, you know, opened my eyes to in that, you know, in that time. And, um, you know, it doesn't happen instantly for everybody. Sometimes it's a process, but for me, it just, I it seemed I had all the questions and all the you know, things pinned up against me that I, I just accepted. And I knew, um, I had come to know this true God, you know, this true Jesus who was the only one who could save me. Yeah. It's interesting. If I recall from the last, um, podcast that we were doing that you, you know, you were confused. You went to your friend's baptism. You've been talking with your mom. You've been talking with the missionaries and you had all this, influx of information coming to you and upon you and you said you sat by yourself and you just did this prayer and you just truly sincerely asked God for guidance and that to me is just before you had this coming together of all the information that that Saturday night I believe, believe it was or whenever the night of your baptism was supposed to be you were baptized but you were baptized by the Holy Spirit. That's that's the you you received the baptism of fire, and when you received that, everything at least for me, once you thought was this way is really this way, and this way is really this way. It just opens up, and I bet after you did that, when you went back to the Bible, did you start seeing it totally different? Of course, yes, definitely. Okay, um, yeah. I had I had all the questions to ask, like. Uh, just, you know, you know, the missionaries were also asking me questions at the time that really, um, you know, just caused me to go search the word for the answer, not to rely on my own knowledge or anyone else's knowledge, but to rely solely on the, you know, the word of God for the answers. And like, you know, they were one thing in particular uh, was the, you know, receiving the Holy Ghost, as they would say. And like um, that, that's only through their church that, you know, the person with the authority can give you, you know, can give you the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't just an act of God, which it was for me, you know, just um, I had to try to figure out how to explain that to him, you know, what happened in my life and what God had done um, in my heart to, you know, just be open to hearing, you know, the truth of his word and, and how to explain those things that had happened. And so like one of the things that really opened my eyes was, you know, in Acts 11, whenever um, the Holy Spirit comes upon uh, the Gentiles, like even the Gentiles. And so they didn't receive laying on of hands or, you know, any anything like that. It just was the act of God and it was by his power. And so I just, 
I came to know very shortly after that, you know, God is much bigger than what I expected him to be and that he, he has the power and the authority. It's not through man. You know, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. Like he, he is the only one with the authority and he's all I need. And so it all just came back to Jesus being enough. And like, that was all I knew at the time, you know, when talking to the missionaries, trying to explain to them what had happened in my heart and um, how God had changed my life and opened my eyes to the truth. And um, in every circumstance, every question they came to me with, um, the answers were right there in the word. Did you have an opportunity to talk to your mom about this soon afterwards? Did she go home having sighed? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we definitely, she went home praising God <laughs> for sure. Just yeah. because she she was um, dealing with just things on her own also because, you know, her faith had been tested and uh, she wasn't fully prepared to explain you know, to me, like she didn't have any answers for me, any comfort um, to give. And I think that was just a very big um, thing for her to realize, you know, and and uh, encourage her to search the scriptures for truth. And and so, um, yeah, God was definitely working in both of our lives at the time. And and um, yeah. It's interesting to me to note that it wasn't the answers and the words of humans that changed you. It was turning to God and getting into the Word of God. So from here then, um, you went to work for Disney? Yes. So at the time, Disney was opening up again, and I applied to... uh, I applied for a job there and I was starting with them. I think it was about five days after all of this <laughs> happened. It was wow. like everything was kind of just right back to back. Like, um, yeah, just it kept on going. And so I started with Disney um, June 1st and uh, I started working at in like food service with them and I absolutely loved it. You know, um, it was supposed to be kind of living the dream, but my my attention was divided and my heart was divided because everything in me wanted to just stay home and just read the Bible like all day. <laughs> I I can I, relate to this. <laughs> yeah, it was like just it was hard to be there because I wasn't there. Like even when I was, I wasn't I was thinking of just this question that I had that I, I, you know, wanted to find someone who to discuss it with me or, you know, find a video on it or, you know, just anything, any type of resources from Christians and just all these things kept popping in my head, like about God and just wanting to learn more. And like, I had this hunger to know Mm -hmm. him more deeply. And um, so, yeah, that was pretty much my um, introduction to Disney was, you know, I had looked, so, I had looked forward to it for so long and, um, it just, it wasn't everything that I hoped it to be, you know, cause I found, 
I was looking to Disney for hope and for the joy that I was lacking in my life and, you know, the joy that I was missing from, you know, losing softball and from losing my father. I, I wanted, you know, I wanted desperately to be happy and it definitely uh, was evident that only, only that joy that I was searching for and happiness could come from Christ alone. And so Disney was kind of just, you know, a regular After- job. Yeah, after experience what you were going through and and seeing the effect I think it had on your mother, uh, it sounds like you know she was like, "Wow, this God is real." I mean, it's it's affecting you, it's teaching you, it's giving me new hope. And once you become touched by God like that, you know, some of these, yeah, it's it's fun to do other things, but you know, you you start looking forward and say, "Why?" You know, you, you want to do this, and it kind of ties back to that old song sung many years ago is this is this all there is <laughs> and it's uh, you know jesus is a heck of a lot more yeah we need to work we need to be involved but but i think you were being drawn and that you know you can maybe find work and talk about jesus and and be involved in other activities and just let yourself go go away with the the spirit of god uh, in defining who you are now so, so you're you're getting involved. So you're working at Disney. You're not super happy there, uh, but you're doing okay. I mean, uh, you know, you're at least not in the LDS Church at this point, and you're still growing in the gospel, uh, as we all do until the day we die. Uh, but uh, what happened next? Okay, what's the next area that you're going to get involved with? So, um, I'd like to kind of go back to just, um, you know, just to. Uh, share about like the love I like the newfound love that I had for Mormons at the time. You know, I I came to realize how, um, you know, just the deception behind it, and just how, you know, how hard these missionaries work, and you know how much they want, you know, to be worthy for God, and and that you know they're they're denying Christ by you know pursuing salvation through their works and righteousness through their works, and so. Um, I just gained this this love for Mormons and uh, that I never had before. And so um, we did get to meet, like me and my mom, we went to uh, the hotel, the Edgewater Hotel, where the Adams Road Ministry runs out of. And we got to meet Lila and Joe, uh, two members of the ministry, and just talk with them. And um, that was great. And then I also, you know, once further along the the road, once I had questions and things like that on how to minister to my missionary friends now, uh, the Mormon missionaries, I, I would reach out to them and just ask them different questions. And so they were um, a big influence in my life and uh, encouragement that I needed to be able to share my you know newfound hope in Christ to these missionaries that I care about, you know. And so they they were really supportive and really helpful. Um, in that. And so once I started with Disney, it was still about, you know, sharing the gospel with the missionaries and just finding those ways to um, share the love of Christ with them and share truth with them, but, you know, in a gentle and loving way. And I I knew that, you know, I needed help and guidance in that because I, I was, you know, on fire for, for God. And I was like, I, my approach wasn't as gentle as I as I had hoped it would be <laughs> just because, you know, it, it was, it was very fresh and new for me. And so I was just like, 
you know, I, I wanted everyone to know the truth and it didn't matter how it was presented. It was, you know. <laughs> yeah, and once my eyes were open, I just wanted everybody's eyes to be open, right? And yeah. I just thought, why can't they see this? It just didn't make sense to me, right? We have a we have this letter on our website that's been up there probably a dozen years, um, an open letter to Glenn Beck about his faith, right? We just couldn't wrap our heads around now, now that God had opened our eyes and we were regenerate through the Holy Spirit, why everybody couldn't see it, right? New believers are just, um, they tend to be almost irritating, I'm sure, to other people. And yet, if it's happened to you, you get it. You're like, how do you not understand this? It's so simple, which the gospel is so simple, but we know better you know we know better that it it took a lot of you know just the work of god and the hand of god in our lives to get to that point where we received the gospel and we trust in him and so yeah it, it's it was a very um just a very hard road to kind of have that patience with them and to you know try to go on that journey with the missionaries and share truth with them um but all that to say, um, you know, just hanging out with the Adams Road Ministry at the hotel and just having those relationships to kind of help help me and and you know sharing the gospel with these with these Mormon missionaries was just very helpful and um, I thought it was amazing that God, uh, you know, He did give me a community, you know, like how I kind of longed for. He did really bless me with that. Although it was something that I wasn't necessarily searching for anymore after the missionaries, he still provided that for me. And um, I'm very thankful for that. And um, also soon after that, while I was working for Disney, uh, the opportunity to come and help at the hotel was presented. And I didn't, you know, I hadn't really thought of it, though, because uh, it was kind of, you know, the work of God and the timing, his timing. And um just realizing that, you know, they own and operate the hotel and I came here for hospitality, but with Disney. <laughs> and I was I was like, wow, like this is actually perfect. And um, yeah, I just God just put it on my heart to reach out to them and to um join the ministry because that's where my heart is now is to witness to Mormons and um to share that love for them because um I know how hard it is to, you know, have that information, but not have, you know, like have the draw of the church, but not have the truth of God's word um, to lean on for guidance. And that, you know, can cause you to be lost and um, deceived if you don't know the truth. And so that's my, that's my hardest for, um, for the Mormon people to know the gospel of grace. For those oh, of you who don't know what she's talking about at about the hotel, go to www.historicedgewater.com. This is the bed and breakfast old historic hotel that the Adams Road Ministry runs in Winter Garden, Florida. You know, it's I, I just love listening to, to the the events going on here. So so when you um I want to this back up for a, a bit. So, so when did you, you and your mother, find out that 
the young man that gave this testimony lived not too far from you. I mean, was your mom there or did you find out? And I think she said you both went to the hotel to see some people, right? Yes. So that was like immediately after, like the next day after. Really? Okay. Wow. Her research. And um, I think in the video, uh, Micah mentioned being from Orlando, Florida or Florida (laughs) at least. And that was, you know, all she needed to get the ball rolling and, you know, (laughs) check them out in the ministry. And she's like, wow, they're only 30 minutes away. I'm like, you know, and like, what are the odds that I I now live in Florida and I'm hearing this and I'm only 30 minutes away from the ministry and just, you know, it's not a coincidence. So tell us when when you went to work then for for um, the historic Edgewater and then what it is you're doing in their ministry. Sorry, Mike. (laughs) So I started working. So I started with Disney to give kind of like a time, you know. uh, So I started working for Disney June 1st of 2021. And I didn't start working for the ministry until about October in 2021. Okay. Yeah. And so now I have been with the ministry since October 2021. So it's it's been a while now. And I've been um, just working and helping serve at the uh, hotel and serving breakfast, having, you know, just um, talks with guests, uh, getting them everything they need and uh, just making sure that they're, they feel welcomed and loved. And um, I also work for, you know, I work in the uh, back, you know, the, the back of the the stage, you know, the, the, what's, how do you say that? <laughs> backstage? Backstage, backstage, yes. The backstage <laughs> operations that go on with like the free materials um, store and just getting those materials out to people. Um, lots of, People from uh, Utah just sharing, you know, ministry resources with, you know, their Mormon friends or so just getting to witness all those uh, amazing changes that are happening out in Utah. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing when when you find something better, uh, you know, uh, when we lived all these years in Mormonism and I thought, wow, you know, th- this is great. And. You know, again, as I stated earlier, I was totally happy. But when you find something better, you want to share it, just like what you wanted to do with the missionaries. And it's not being mean. You're just saying, guys, you know, this this is a little bit different story. This this is involving another book that you guys use, but you maybe you should dig in a little bit more is the Bible. And really, you know, pulls everything together about who Jesus is, his nature, who the nature of God is. And and what what he actually did. And so, you know, it's amazing that, you know, you start taking this back and you just never know who's going to listen and who's not going to listen. I'm just curious about your friend who got baptized. What direction has he gone at this point? So at this point, um, the last I heard, he wasn't attending the church. Um, He had kind of, you know, stopped and, you know, stopped seeking and um that's all i've heard so far about his journey with the church it seemed like the missionaries had come at you know the perfect time for him but didn't have that desire to pursue anything else in the church 
So we're down to about three minutes. I want you to leave your best advice for other Christians who might be open to the Mormon missionaries. Tell tell Christians what they need to know in order to avoid what you now believe is not a good place to be. So definitely just clinging to the truth of God's word and just examining the differences between the terms that missionaries use, people in the LDS church use, like salvation, eternal life, Jesus, grace, all, you know, all those terms that sound familiar, they sounded familiar for me, um, that can cause you to, you know, get the the message mixed up between Christianity and Mormonism because it definitely, you have to know what they're talking about when they say grace or they say Jesus because even Jesus is um, different than in Christianity. Um, so my my favorite question for a Mormon when they use a term is simply this, what do you mean by that? The atonement happened. What what do you mean by that? What's the atonement? What did that do for you, right? And when you dig down with LDS, you'll realize that there's not one term that they're using that's the same between biblical faith and Mormonism. They're just not the same. But because they're using the same language, we assume, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge point. I think even with me, like just asking questions, you know, the more questions you ask, like you were saying, like for me, all it took was, you know, the missionaries to ask me, who do I think Jesus is? And I I was just, sh I was shook. Like I, I didn't know, um, I didn't know what I thought, you know, uh, not in depth. And so just getting people to think about uh, what it is they believe and explaining it, you know, just you know, starting with that and sharing truth through God's word. Yeah. And it's so amazing that what you understand is that God can become man, but man cannot become God. And that Jesus gave it all up. And anytime I ever hear an LDS person says, well, we believe in cheap grace. There's nothing what Jesus did on the cross that was cheap and that he did it all for you and for me. And as we've heard many times, he, he, he would do it for just one person on the earth if that's all we had. So, Amen. Wow. Amen. Grace and peace to you, friends. Thank you so much, Lily, for sharing your story. I'm sure it will touch the hearts of many. May God bless.